0: Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create your dream business so you can live the dream lifestyle that you want and deserve. Yes, success is not only possible, you deserve success. And now, welcome the dream business coach, Jim Palmer. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. (laughs) All great things in any business. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed, as always, to helping you build a more profitable business faster. I'm really excited about this week's show. We're going to have a little bit of a different format. We're going to have a little free-flowing discussion about the world of podcasting. My guest is Chris Kramitsos, and he is a Uh, We've just found out we've kind of been uh, sort of uh, friends through a mutual friend, uh, Niall Nickel, been a longtime friend of mine who happens to live down near uh, Chris. Anyway, let me give you a brief uh, intro of Chris. We'll bring him right on. In 2008, Chris founded the Tampa Bay Business Owners, the premier business mastermind in Tampa Bay. At the time, he had been highly active in the local television and real estate markets, He was the executive producer of two shows, The Bleep in Truth and The Millionaire Mindset. The former was uh, political in nature, and the latter was economical and business-focused. Between these two genres, Chris Chris knew a, uh, a plethora of people in the area and eagerly began connecting people, and he was very, very good at it as his uh, tenure at the tv station came to an end chris's desire to connect and help people solidified into the mastermind organization he later went back to his production roots and founded ck productions to produce independent documentaries about what we'll be talking about today and to support other creatives chris started podfest multimedia expo an international conference for creatives Individual podcasters travel all over the country and the world to attend this amazing gathering of content creators. Uh, My daughter, Jessica, has been there and and knows uh, Chris and his wife, Katie, very well. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, Jim. Uh, Thank you for that intro and also pronouncing my name uh, perfect. I think you're the first person in uh, all the interviews I've done that has pronounced my last name perfectly. So I really appreciate that.
0: I practiced it for 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, some people no, pronounce I, it correctly, but
1: it's a little off. You did it as perfect cremottos, as perfect as you can. There was no Kremotos or anything off, but it was great. Thank you for that.
0: That makes me very happy because, you know, when that, I have a little voice in my head, and as I'm saying, I goes, gosh darn, I hope that's right. <laughs> so that's good to know. So you you and I have kind of known each other through a mutual friend, Niall Nickel. He's, uh Him and his wife, Rosemary, live in Tampa. I know he's been part of your program. I've, I've interviewed Niall probably three or four times, probably more than anybody. And he always speaks of you and uh, your organization down there.
1: Yeah, vice versa. He's always telling me about you and what you're doing with the newsletters. I've, I've, I've known of you for years, and it's so funny that I get to meet your daughter first because uh, Nile's been telling you got to meet Jim. You got to meet Jim. And uh, I guess it's serendipitous how everything works out. You know.
0: It's a, it's a small world you know so my daughter jessica Rhodes from uh, interview connections fame she's um very big and in, into podcasting and um i know she went to your event and she was telling me uh jessica and her kids were spent a week with us and it's just uh they left just a couple days ago and i'll tell you what our, i can actually walk around the house without tripping over toys everywhere oh, but yeah. um she was telling me about your uh your documentary and she was she goes, Dad. You know, you got to interview uh, Chris. He's doing this documentary called The Messengers. And I don't know, it must have been late at night, so I'm a little. I was glazing over a little bit. And then when she got home, she sent me a link, and I, I actually watched it. And I was like, Holy smokes! You know, sometimes in the podcasting world, I mean, it's so new when you think of how old some other uh, media platforms are. But you know, what you're doing is really, really cool. I mean, professional. Um, videographers and stuff and you're, you're really telling this whole story so let me let me just kind of pause and say uh, I, would you explain to my audience about the the messengers a a podcast documentary kinda of where'd you where'd you get the idea and and what's your goal for it
1: yeah and to uh to describe what you're talking about at the turn of the when we got into the nineteen hundreds there was a gentleman named Henry Ford bringing in automobiles him and a lot of other entrepreneurs uh, we're cresting over now we're in the 21st century and it's amazing that this revolution in audio is happening right now in the beginning of the you know uh 2010 2015 and it's fairly new uh, exactly what you said is is really true if you're a historian the, this podcasting thing the reason why people haven't figured it out or they don't think it's a legitimate platform it's a, it's a brand new platform it's a brand new medium it's literally uh maybe 10 11 years old at best uh you know it's legitimacy it came into Uh, in 2005 I believe when uh, Steve Jobs added podcasting as uh, something in iTunes so it's a it's a a very revolutionary idea that people could control their own content and feed it out to their audience so I do podcast podcast is a is a huge conference actually this year was a good size next year it's gonna it's it's outgrowing itself and uh, we've uh, booked a huge convention in Orlando to hold it but At PodFest, we had a gentleman that had the craft beer uh, network. We had a gentleman that had the horse radio network, makes a living talking about horses. Uh, We had another uh, person that had the Gamertag radio network talking about gaming. Uh, We have your daughter who's created an entire service-based company uh, catering to this new uh, field called uh, I'm a Podcaster. So uh, it's a very dynamic space, and about uh, seven days prior to putting on the event, I called up a friend of mine who's a filmmaker and I said, look, I have this idea. I believe I have a a, a documentary in the making here. And before I do it though, I need you to kind of clear the idea and think about it visually because remember podcasting is audio. You start making a documentary, you have to think about visuals in many different dimensions. It's not, you can't just record people in front of a microphone. No one's going to watch that. That's why you listen to the audio. Um, now some people watch it, but it's very rare. So, we we got these ideas together, and we came up with The Messengers, a podcast documentary. And the way we uh, came up with the name was uh, Lee Silverstein, a good friend of mine who has the Colon Cancer Podcast, one of the first podcasts to talk about uh, colon cancer. In, in, in I'd say the country, but really it's the world. If it's happening in the U.S., usually it's the first in the world. And he, um, I was interviewing him, and I said, Lee, besides a podcaster, what else would I call you? And he looked at me straight in the eyes, and he said, a messenger. And he goes, because I wish I had this message when I had cancer. And that kind of stuck with us. And we decided that all podcasters, whether they know it or not, they're messengers. They have a message to carry out there to an audience. And uh, we're living, Jim, we're living in revolutionary times. I mean, there's people right now building entire networks. This is where I want people to think bigger. You might have a topic for a podcast, but you really should think about building out a network because uh, the people are doing really well building four, five, six different shows under a banner of a network. And the synergies of that uh, just kind of ignite one another. Uh, and the and the listeners.
0: Yeah, I think um, I can really um, – I think you said your friend's name was Lee with the colon cancer? Yeah, Lee Silverstein, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, I can relate to him. I've had cancer three times, and when I first got it in 2001, it's like, you know, after I initially got over the shock and fear and stuff, I, I wanted to tell everybody in my – I had uh, melanoma. I want to tell everybody in my family, all the way down to cousins I see, like at funerals and weddings, about it. And it's like you do—you become this messenger to say, "Man, stop sunning yourself, you know, stop burning, and all this and that." So it's funny—we we go through things in life, and or you know, it doesn't always have to be something negative, business-related, or you got a, a a passion for horses, as you mentioned, and it becomes a way to connect with other people. And I think that's really the the beauty of of podcasting, and you know, kind of internet based uh, programs and media in general, it connects you with people, I mean, literally around the world and not just your neighborhood, you know, at the, at the neighborhood Moose watch or something.
1: Uh, that's exactly what happens. Um, so the, just to clarify, the Horse Radio Network is not mine. It's uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert. He, uh, he's out of Ocala, and he has about 12 shows. He's already broken seven figures in ad revenue. Uh, he's one of the largest uh, people in the horse world. Uh, and the advertisers are flocking to him cause he has the most engaged audience in the horse world. So he's a, he's a phenomenal story, but to give you an idea of how niche some of these podcasts can be, here's some podcasts that we've launched out of our, uh, group here locally, uh, sisters of flow about women's menstrual cycles. They have flow Mondays. No, no, they have menstrual Mondays, flow Fridays. Okay. We have, uh, the drone radio show, a gentleman that started about drones, uh, He now travels the world, and he gets invited to conferences to talk about drone racing, uh, drone surveying, all kinds of things about drones. The private club uh, radio. Private club radio is for people that manage private golf clubs. So it's for the beverage managers, the private club managers, and it keeps everybody on the same page. Uh, The contracting officer. This is a gentleman that in his uh, world, he actually does uh, RFPs for pretty big companies that want to get in land government contracts. So instead, he created the Contracting Officer podcast to teach people how that world works. Well, he now has a weekly show, and he has, uh, I might be quoted wrong, but I'm pretty sure he always rectifies me. I've always thought he made 3000 a month, and he always clarifies me. Remember, I do a weekly show, but I think he's bringing in about uh, close to $3,000 um, a week in revenue due to two very niche sponsors who want access to his audience. Many of these do not have huge downloads. They are micro-niches, and because they're micro-niches, They're the only ones that exist. Therefore, they could pretty much ask their price.
0: That's crazy. Chris, so um – I want to keep asking about podcasting as a medium and as a business, but let me let me go back to the documentary. What what was your vision? I mean, there's a story to be told uh, for sure because this thing just I, I, it'd be interesting to know. And, and maybe you do know, Chris, how many podcasts are launched every day or every week or every month? But it's got to be like tens of thousands. It's just exploding. Is like, what's your primary mission for, or what do you hope will will be the end result of the uh, documentary being viewed?
1: That's a great question. So the, the point of this documentary is not to get people into podcasting. I know it's going to sound weird. Um, I, I think we found some really unique people that found podcasting as a medium to get their voice out there. The point of this documentary is to get people off their, their butts uh, as they're watching this on Netflix or wherever it winds up and wanting to do something with their life. So we're using the niche of podcasting to show people that found their message and found a medium that worked for them and how they were able to transform other people's lives and in turn transform their lives and giving them a purpose with their life's mission. So uh, that's really the point of this documentary. At the same time, we're educating the layman of what a podcast is because you have to. Otherwise, they don't know why they're watching this uh, film. But we're going to sucker them in with, yeah, learn about podcasting. But what we're hoping we do is, one, we make them laugh up front. The first act is explaining podcasts, how it, people monetize it, what the platform is, uh, but then the second act is the story of how they've been, their lives have these podcasters, their lives have been transformed by the change they're making out in the world. And then the third act is kind of the the future of where podcasting is going. Currently, there's 350,000 podcasts listed in iTunes, of which uh, we believe 250,000 might be active, um, maybe less. There's about a thousand new podcasts coming on. Uh, I don't know if it's every week. I got the stat. We just learned the stat the other day. I have it on film. I really don't want to be uh, put erroneous information, but there's 350,000 podcasters right now. Uh, it's one, For every 2,000 blogs, there's one podcast. 15% of podcasters are female, uh, at best 20%, but that's kind of the uh, moniker. Uh, the majority of podcasters are men, um, and uh, the female uh, demographic or psychographic is uh, one of the fastest growing spaces in podcasting because uh, talk radio doesn't really cater to a female demographic.
0: I'm curious, Chris, Have you um, are you learning? I mean, you're, you're, I realize you do uh, research for documenting, but are you learning a lot of this? Because I know you're traveling around the country. you got a small crew that goes with you and some, some partners. Are you learning a lot of this just in conversation and interviews? I mean, you, you seem to know an awful yeah, lot I about this, the, I the industry. What,
1: what, yeah, what I'm telling you now I learned yesterday. We were in Kansas City, and we interviewed the gentleman that um, is one of the heads of LIPS and Liberate Syndication. So he was spouting out stats left and right. So my brain was able to grab on a couple of the stats and retain them. <laughs> and, uh, I, but I'm glad I have it on film. The information he was giving was so valuable. I just couldn't stop asking him questions. But, uh, yeah, we've traveled to um, two countries, one Commonwealth. Uh, we've been to Puerto Rico, Guatemala, L.A., Kansas City, Cleveland, uh, you know, the Keys, Miami, uh, all over the place, and uh, we still have some more traveling to do, but we're learning. I'm, I'm now piecing the puzzles of this entire community as I'm bringing this documentary together. So I'm, I'm learning pieces from different people, I guess making me somewhat of a centerpiece of this community of understanding what's going on. Um, uh, I guess kind of like a historian is what I would say. So it's, it's extremely interesting, and this is an erroneous thing that a lot of people do. Let's say you have a podcast and you have 100,000 downloads. People will say my audience is 100,000 listeners. Well, that's not true. The truth is if you have a weekly podcast and let's say you get 1,000 downloads per week, you probably have about 1,000 people, give or take, uh, plus or minus, listening to your podcast. Over 100 shows, yeah, you're going to have 100 downloads. But um, that's kind of where the numbers get fuzzy, where people don't understand how to read them. So I'm very – I like details. Uh, Even though I'm a big-picture guy, I still enjoy – the details. So I've learned a lot. Uh, the Messengers is going to be about this world. It's going to be about what, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you something very interesting, Jim. Um, you do seminars and stuff, but uh, you're not the typical podcaster. Most podcasters that we found are uh, complete introverts, and uh, that was something I found surprising because I would think they were extroverts. Like myself, I like going to events. I like meeting people. Uh, I found that many of them have trouble looking you in the eye. They have a special connection to the microphone, but when it comes to People physically, they have trouble uh, communicating physically, so that's something that I found very interesting.
0: Hmm. You know, that's interesting. If you had, if you had asked me, I, I would have thought it is what it is because, with you know, because I I've been doing videos for like six years. I teach people how to do videos, but so many people hate getting in front of the camera, but they feel okay on a podcast because it's just them in the microphone. There's nobody else in the room with them, and so that is you know, that is 100% a hundred
1: percent accurate. That's a hundred percent accurate. That's why they're behind the microphone. So I was surprised to find yeah. because I thought maybe uh, I'm 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 more extroverted, right? I might be introverted at times, but I'm an extroverted person. I I get charged by people and I'm excited to meet them and then I realized, wow, the reason why they're so good at what they're doing is they don't mind being in their room 10 hours a day uh thinking about stuff, creating content, uh communicating out to this universe and then letting it come back to them. Uh so the majority of them tend to be uh I don't want really to call it loners, but somewhere close to that. They don't really um, hang around a lot of people all the time, whereas for me, it's not unusual for me to be at an event or go to a soiree or something. I like being out and about. Most podcasters are not that way.
0: So I want to ask you a question about, um, about what you've learned about uh, why podcasts are started, and I'm curious as if it was a surprise to you um, if your opinion changed once you get into the documentary. So do you, from what you've learned so far, Chris, do you find that most podcasts – are started um, without the thought of, of creating revenue from it. In other words, I, I just want to have my own voice and, you know, be the messenger and, and, and inform people of whatever it is you want to inform. And then they kind of figure it out later, well, shoot, if I'm doing this, I might as well make a living at it. Or, or do they start out, in your opinion, thinking, man, I could get jump on this and turn it into an income stream.
1: Right. So I come from the business world, so I always have an application. Okay, if I'm going to do it, how can I monetize it? Only because I've learned it in the past. You want to have some kind of monetization. doesn't mean I'm not doing because I'm not passionate about it. It just means I want to have that answered as I do my thing. Uh, the majority of podcasters are not that way. Uh, Rob Walsh, um, the gentleman that really oversees lips and day-to-day activities, and he's out there promoting, he has this saying. He said, most podcasters, they're either out for the fame or fortune. Okay. And I said, okay. I go. He goes, which one do you think most of them fall in? I go, I don't know. You tell me. He says fame. Most of them don't care about the money. So the most successful podcasters, uh, Jim, kind of backdoored into it. They're like, oh, I, I like this gaming community, like Danny Pena. He's like, I love this gaming community. I want to do a podcast about gaming. So back in the day, he started when he had to record on cassette tapes and then figure out how to get the cassette audio onto the Internet somehow. Um, they called it live uh, live radio, live something uh, live. And he, um, he was onto something really big, but... He didn't do it for any other reason than the than the pleasure and, and passion of sharing gaming with his fellow gaming community. Uh, it's not unusual for him to have a million downloads in a month, especially during uh, E3 Gaming Week. But you're talking about a massive audience. He still has a, a gig with the Discovery Channel. So for him, he's someone that just had a passion. The majority of them, though, fall in that category. They had, they had a message they want to put out there, and then they fall into something that's bigger than what they – originally thought and if you want to know what niches are hot let me know because i could tell you uh kind of which niches have uh, large pools of listeners waiting to be tapped into
0: well i think my listeners are going to revolt if i don't follow up with that so what are a couple of the hot niches right now
1: all right so uh this is always mainstay comedy always has a large large number of people looking but the government section that was told thanks to rob Walsh from Libsyn, the government section has a lot of uh has a lot of listeners waiting to be tapped into. So anything to deal with government. Education is a very big section. Uh, History. People can't get enough of history. Believe it or not, history is one of the the largest pools of listenerships waiting to be serviced. There are history programs there, but there's not enough of them. Real estate. Anything to do with real estate. They've done well. People will listen to real estate shows. They do extremely well. Um, Meditation. Meditation, health and wellness. Uh, that niche is wide open because many of the people I get into are very flaky. They start and they stop. So if someone had a consistent voice in that niche, uh, you could pretty much sculpt out a nice uh, nice uh, listenership out of that niche. Uh, we, I met a lady at a conference recently. She had a meditation podcast. Uh, it was 10 minutes long per, per show, and I asked her, how are your numbers? She said to me, well, I've had 1.2 million downloads since I started. I said, how long have you been doing this? She said, I think it was like two years, not even, about two years. I said, do you know if that's good or not? She goes, no, I don't. I said, you don't know if 1.2 million downloads is good? She goes, no, I I really don't. Unfortunately, she had gone through the whole conference and hadn't met anyone to tell her whether she was doing well or not. Well, 1.2 million downloads is is phenomenal. And uh, we talked about it. And and right now, she's working on creating a um, network in the meditation niche. And she asked me, what do you think my second show should be? I said, how long are your shows? She said, 10 minutes. I go, well, then I'd do 30-minute shows or 45-minute meditation shows. She goes, You know, it's funny you should say that because people ask me for longer shows. I said, Well, there you go. She goes, How do I do that? I go, Take your three 10 minute shows and put them together. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know you would say the <laughs> same thing, Jim. You've been around. I said, How do you just take them, put them together? And she goes, Is yeah. it that easy? I go, Yeah, it's that easy. I listen to meditation shows. I like the long ones because I try to relax. and want to sleep. 10 minutes is not enough. So it's funny. Sometimes the answers are right under your nose. And some of these uh, genres, I know that podcasting has been played out in some ways in the business niche. In other words, A lot of consultant coaches are are trying to do podcasts in that field, and it's great, but they have to kind of build an audience and bring it with them. You Don't expect to find a completely new audience because there's so much competition. But there's so many sub-niches and sub-genres that have not been claimed that it's it's literally wide open space. And I'm amazed that I'm talking about this in 2016, thinking it would have been claimed three years ago. But as you know, human behavior takes a while to uh, transition and change. So we still have a good three-year run of people claiming some really good real estate out there in the podcasting space.
0: That's awesome. So we're starting to run down here on time. I want to circle back to the documentary because as I was watching it, I know you're in a um, – at least as you and I are doing this, we're, we're in a fundraising mode, right, because you need some um, to raise some funds to help complete it. Is that still the case?
1: Yeah, uh, we're on Indiegogo, and we have a website set up, supportthemessengers.com. And if you go to supportthemessengers.com, it will wire you to our Indiegogo page, and we need help. We're at uh, close to $12,000, about 60% of our goal. Um, We have 22 days left or whatever it is, a few days left, um, and we need to hit $19,731. I need all the help I could get. If you believe in the arts, you believe in filmmaking, this has been a labor of uh, love and a, and a passion project for me and, and I want to get this message out to people because I'm, as you could hear, I'm very passionate about it and I, I want to I help other people find their message and that's why we've created this film.
0: That's very cool. Well, I'm going to uh, encourage all my uh, listeners at Stick Like Glue Radio to do it. I'll do it as soon as we're done on the podcast okay. here. I'll jump over there and encourage everybody else to do the same. This really is, um, you know, from just from a purely business standpoint, that's kind of the world I operate in. This is an unbelievable opportunity um, to own your own media. It's really, you control the space and I, I believe as long as you serve up good value and content, people will follow you. Clearly, there's uh, podcasts which start out, um, you know, uh, in in other areas just trying to share a message and and, and help people avoid what you go through or or things like that. But it's really, it's it's one of the few things you can get started for like really probably less than 100 bucks. I mean, you get a fairly decent microphone for 50 bucks, you plug into your laptop, that's not a big startup cost. And again, you know, one of the things I think I, I agree with you, Chris. People, um, I forget um, you were telling the story about fame or fortune. People really want to belong to community. They want to be part of um, some kind of world with like-minded people. And if if you feel passionate about playing chess or, or cutting your lawn a certain way, I mean, it's endless. You, you could usually find other people who have that passion. And And I think uh, in this interconnected world we live in with all the the social media and everything, it's weird how people feel disconnected, you know, with text messaging and things like that. And at least in the podcast world, you can have your own platform. So I'm I'm a big fan of podcasting, and uh, I'm uh, very impressed with what you're doing with with, uh, PodFest and everything else. So really, uh, really appreciate your time. Good luck with the film, and um, I I hope it uh, exceeds all your expectations, Chris.
1: I do, too. Thank you for the support, Jim. And any time you ever need me as a subject matter expert, uh, feel free to uh, let me know. I'm very passionate about what this has done for my friends and my uh, uh, business associates because they've launched podcasts, and I have seen the evidence firsthand. So, um, you know, I love what it is. I've chosen to use us to bring people together because as a conference organizer, that's my strong suit. And this documentary is kind of another house of bringing it together to help other people. So, thank you for featuring my story. I really appreciate it.
0: It's my pleasure. Let me ask one more time because I wasn't sure. I was kind of looking at my notes as you said it. What is, how do people, if they're listening right now, what's the easy way to go and, and make a donation?
1: Uh, just go to supportthemessengers.com. We set that up because it's much easier than me just telling you to go to Indiegogo right. and searching the messengers. Supportthemessengers.com. And uh, and then if they want to get involved with us uh, once a year in February, we do a, a pretty amazing conference called PodFest.us. But, uh, um, you know, any way they could uh, support us, we appreciate it. Even if it's five bucks, it, it really means a lot to the crew and I.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That's a a good point. Um, And so what? I'll be a little over here. But you know, even if you make five bucks, some people, like Chris, sometimes they go, well, it's not going to make a big difference. Au contraire. If you make five bucks and there's like a thousand other people that make five bucks, I mean, that's see, that's really the benefit of podcasting and social media and the internet. It just takes, I mean, you think of how many people are on the planet, let alone just this country. It only takes a very, very, very small fraction of them for everybody to pony up a little bit. So don't think whatever you can do. Don't think it's not going to make a difference so <laughs> i could probably talk to you for an hour but i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna jim, have to I'm, uh, <laughs> jim
1: i know you got to cut it tour here's my last story on that the okay. statue of liberty they could not fund the pedestal joseph pulitzer wrote an article and they crowdfunded it many of the donations were under a dollar they were pennies being sent that's how the statue of liberty was funded the base to put it on the island it's that and that's when new york threw its first ever ticker tape parade so don't ever think that five dollars doesn't make a difference you're 100 percent right
0: and, and I'm making a prediction right now. Chris is going to host his own history show <laughs> because he, he's got all these facts. So it's I, pretty
1: Actually, cool. actually yes, our plans are already in the works on that one. <laughs>
0: Chris, thanks a lot, man. Great connecting with you. Thanks, Jim.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome, sir. That wraps up this special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. Watch for another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio this time next week. Until then, keep taking action, keep moving forward, and don't ever, don't ever give up. Now go out there and do something nice for somebody today. Take care, everybody. For more information and free resources on how to create your dream business, connect with Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, at www.getjimpalmer.com. And be sure to check out Dream Business Coach TV, powerful two-minute videos filled with Jim's unique smart marketing and business-building advice. See them all at www.dreambizcoach.tv. That's www.dreambizcoach.tv. See you next week for more Stick Like Blue Radio. And remember, success is not only possible, you deserve success.